I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The hideaway is open tonight. I licked her tit or whatever. You know, quicksand is that the equivalent of it's made out of dicks, 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 dicks. It's banter. What do you think about Brexit? What's that? Does that mean we won't have any Welcome to She's Got the Chat. I am Mara. And I am Ari. <laughs> Ooh, a little twist on the intro. <laughs> I am really excited for today's really? episode. Oh, good, good. To chat about the reunion. Yes. Much more so than I was last week. Yeah. A low Tell bar, but... Well, I last know. week, as you know, I was dreading. This week, I'm like... There's shit going down. Maybe not necessarily in the reunion, and we can talk about why. Right. But there's definitely shit going down in the World Wide Web. Yes, definitely things are happening online. Yes. In, in our parasocial world. And to give everyone a little bit of a teaser of what you can expect this episode, we are going to be doing a lot of super fun things, including going over the exact vote breakdown of the finalists, mm-hmm. uh, including discussing the toast statistics. So what happened <laughs> on the night that each Islander made a toast since Mara put so much effort into tracking that this season (laughs) and we're also going to be going over our pre-season predictions for all of the og islanders that ended up making it to the finale who are tyreek jess ella and molly yeah and i think it'll be very fun for everyone to continue tuning into the whole episode so yeah I think overall this will be a very fun episode. Obviously, we're going to do our usual recap of the reunion, but we're going to sprinkle in some some tea that we have found mm-hmm. over on the interwebs. And then, yeah, we're going to get into all these other topics. I think it'll be fun. A little bit of a change of pace from our usual outline. Absolutely. So do you want to go over our off-season plans just quickly before we get into all of that exciting content? 
Yes, absolutely. So our off-season plan right now is to largely take a break because Ari and I have worked hard this <laughs> season and we deserve a little rest. But don't worry. This will not at all be the last that you hear from us until Australia and Love Island games. Mm-hmm. But we will. We were going to do two episodes. We're going to do one full recap of love island us that's going to come out on september 14th we're going to be doing broad strokes of the season talking about mvps probably all the ways in which united states pales in comparison to the uk (laughs) having not watched the season yet i can tell you right now that that recap will be about how bad the season was compared to uk Yeah, and if you're hoping to get a little bit of a taste of what at least I think about it, I'm I've been live tweeting it, live threading, like my, live threading it. <laughs> I've actually I've actually been doing it both. Oh, I've been, I know. I just I I decided to do both because I was like, I don't know, not everybody uses Threads and not everybody uses Twitter, so I was like, fuck it, I'll just post the same thing twice. Anyway, <laughs> so you can so you can follow us on Twitter, you can follow us on Threads. I have been live tweeting, threading my thoughts as I go through Love Island US. So you're going to get a little bit more of the the in-the-moment reactions from me. A lot of it is just complaining about how bad it is. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. (laughs) But anyway, you can find us on there if you are hoping for some of that U.S. content in the meantime. But you are going to get a full recap episode on September 14th after the show wraps. Yes. And then who knows if... You know, Whitney wants to come on the podcast. Of course, we would release that episode in the off season. Absolutely. We have been reaching out to other individuals who have been on the show or are related to the show. Uh, so if we get any of those interviews in and on time within those this off season space, we will obviously release those and we'll let you know. Uh, best place to look for updates on that is on our social media. Remember, we are at She's Got the Chat on Instagram, TikTok threads to twitter or x i guess i should call it start calling it x and mm, uh, no <laughs> <laughs> but that is where you're gonna get our most up-to-date information yes uh, primarily we are up to instagram is where we are really active and by we i mean mara about posting <laughs> uh when we have episodes dropping linking to yeah. those episodes etc so definitely keep your eye out for that and also honestly yeah. i mean we can't give you much more specifics about when our next season will come out because we don't really know when love island australia is going to be exactly or when love island games is going to be exactly right so i think you got to keep your eye out on our socials to know when yeah. you can expect more content <laughs> exactly. I mean, I'm going to continue posting random memes and videos and things like that. If there are any major updates as far as like an episode coming out, I'll go ahead and make a quick video about it and post it, put it on our TikTok as well, just so everyone's up to date. But you're going to, you know, follow us on socials in the meantime. There'll be stuff coming out. I do think Australia will come out in October because it did last year. Love Island Games just so far has been labeled as this fall. I don't know what the fuck that means. So that could mean September. That could mean October. That could mean November. Can it please not be at the same time? I have a sinking feeling it will be. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. (laughs) But I don't know if it's going to be like every day. I kind of wonder if it'll be like a once a week episode. Okay, wait, I have a question. (laughs) This might be stupid. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so obviously Love Island UK is under ITV. Yes. Love Island US is under Peacock. Right. Is there some sort of governing body that is 
central to all of the different franchises because I would guess no, given the scheduling. If they were smart, they would not ever have seasons airing at the same time. It is simply too much yeah. to expect that your audience will be watching two episodes of your show daily. Yeah, and this even happened with UK and US. There was an overlap. And right. there always has been this weird scheduling stuff. And honestly, I just have to say, whoever is out there listening and who has any sort of control over the situation is extremely unfair for Love Island podcasters. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I mean, I, I understand, like, they clearly delay the U.S. version of it because, like, U.K. starts in June, then they delay it by, like, a month, but then there's, like, a two-week, three-week overlap, which is annoying, but it is what it is, I guess. Yeah. I but just, I'm with you. But do you think that there is some sort of centralized, like, <laughs> power uh, or are they all super distinct? Because the branding I don't is know. the same. Like, they have to be connected. Yeah, I mean, I know, like, ITV is in charge of Australia and UK. Uh, I have no idea about US, though. But also, like, there's a bunch of other iterations of Love Island that aren't nearly as popular, like France, South Africa, etc. Yes, we so, know about Love Island France with no subtitles. I know. So annoying. But there's a South Africa one, too, apparently. Mm-hmm. I've actually heard that one is really good. Yeah, I... There's, like, I don't know. Maybe there's a fucking Canada one that we don't even know about or whatever. Yeah. Well, anyway, we are just doing our best. As always, our priority is going to be Love Island UK. And anything else that you really want to see, you can DM us about and we'll do our best. But before we move on, I just wanted to give a quick, very good update that Sammy from last season, I know that we had chatted during one of our off-season episodes between season 9 and season 10 about the lump in her neck and how fans had been noticing this lump, had been reaching out to her family, she went to the doctor, it was on her thyroid, and there was a chance that it was cancer. She did have half of her thyroid removed, and I think this was just the end of July, so it was very recently that she came out with the news that the lump was a benign tumor, meaning it was Yay. not cancerous. Yes, so that's great news. I know, I know. I've actually been like, I've been thinking about it a lot just because that was so scary to, mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean, she did a beautiful job of telling the story by packaging it in the breakup (laughs) yeah (laughs) and so yeah I became immediately very invested and just super happy to hear that she's okay and Mm -hmm. everyone you know make sure you're safe and healthy and she linked to a video yeah go to your doctor (laughs) she linked to a video that Demi who was on a previous season of Love Island made about how to check for lumps in your neck because she also had a similar thing happen although her lump did end up being cancerous she's also okay but anyway just always a good reminder to take care of ourselves absolutely and before we get into our episode as always please give us a review on your preferred podcast platform we also especially need you guys in other countries i'm looking at you australia uk canada wherever you're listening ireland i know it's like a separate it's like a separate thing so it helps our podcast come up more in charts and all the reviews are separated out by country huh So a lot of our five-star reviews that we're reading are from people in the U.S. We do have currently one five-star review from the U.K. Wow. (laughs) On Apple. Spotify groups them all together. Thank you, Whitney. Oh, my God. A dream. (laughs) (laughs) No, but uh, Spotify groups them all together, I'm pretty sure. But on Apple, it's all separated out. So I would love to see some other countries 
please review us. It helps spread the word elsewhere. Um, and again, follow us on all socials at She's Got the Chat. I already gave you guys that spiel. Yeah. And maybe in honor of talking about getting reviews from other countries instead of going over cities in which our podcast was downloaded one time, I am going to this week give you three countries that our podcast was downloaded in one time. And this Love is it. for our last episode, our finale episode. It was listened to in 26 countries. And three of the countries in which there were only one download are Romania, hmm. Trinidad, and Tobago. Okay. Oh, no, I'm wrong. There were two. <laughs> okay. Romania, Estonia, and Iraq. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Those are so random. I know. So I love share with a friend. <laughs> I feel like Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> I'll call you Pitbull. Excellent. <laughs> so anyway. Yes. Without further ado. Let's chat. All right, our reunion episode. Maya Jamma introduces us into the reunion. She tells us that the studio is bigger and we've got more guests live in the studio audience. And then she introduces us to all of our finalists. We then see clips of our finalists landing in London. We see the finalists' families greeting them at the airport. And then back at the studio, Maya introduces us to Sam and India. Sam and India then pick their favorite moments from the whole series. And India says that her one of her top favorites was when Ella came back from Casa More with Uzi. Crowd is like, ooh. <laughs> I could do without the segment. Agree. This gave me nothing. And it never does. No. We can talk about this more, but I just think like if you're going to have a live reunion, you need to be very choosy about what segments you choose to include. And this yeah. feels like a giant waste of time, especially in the beginning when you don't know how much time you're going to want to spend with other things. Totally. It's like we all know what happened. We just watched the series. You don't need to tell me the big moments. Right. I saw them. Yeah. <laughs> Although the second moment that they choose, I did love. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. So Sam chooses – the second moment that Sam chooses is Mal's cat dancing during the heart race challenge, <laughs> which I had kind of like forgotten a little bit about. And Maya cuts to Mal and Mal says that she didn't want to do it and was literally crying. <laughs> interesting i was like oh they forced her love it <laughs> i mean of course what are they just right. gonna not have an islander do it everyone has I to i know contract i know all right <laughs> so then our final clip is when scott calls mitch a knobhead no i know i was like none of these are my favorite moments from this season no agreed yeah I, it was dumb but then maya asks if mitch still feels like a king and mitch says yes of course he says yes he's still stirring the pot what is he gonna give up on his character now at the ninth right, hour no. Mm-mm, definitely not ever no and nor should he that was a good play no <laughs> But Maya lets us know then that there is going to be one more category for the grafties. And the category is it's giving. Which is so stupid. That's not a fucking category. No, not at all. Also, each one is a different fucking category. Right, exactly. The first one, the nominees are Tyreek for it's giving lads holiday. That is one specific type of category. And we see a clip of him egging on all the guys in Casa More to kiss people. Uh The second nominee is Katie and Molly, which is it's giving meow. Another completely different category. And also a nonsensical one. Yes. It's giving meow should have been Mal's dance. Yeah. 
Or like they should have called it something different. Like it's giving caddy. Yeah. Whatever. I know that that's what their intention was. No, I know, but, but even that would be more clear. Like this is just super obfuscated. Yes. Yes. So we see a clip of Katie welcoming back Molly being like, welcome back. And uh, Molly saying that Whitney did her a favor by sending Katie home. Like to me, none of this was even that caddy. No. And those are also two totally separate moments from the season. Right. But it's like intended, I guess, for the award to just be about like the cattiness between Molly and Katie's relationship, which was like not even really a thing. And like, spoiler alert, this is the one that wins. I'm like, what the fuck? Right. This one made the least sense to me. I agree. It, it, none of it made any sense. Um, actually, the next one made the least sense, I think. The next one was Mehdi for It's Giving French Kiss, where he just kisses all the girls on the Heart Rate Challenge. It should have been It's Giving Lack of Consent. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. I know. It was dumb. It was, we don't need this. And the last one is It's Giving Selfish, where we see the fight between Whitney and Ella, them going back and forth in the makeup room. Right, which just isn't even a selfish situation. They were just fighting about Ella potentially being selfish. Like, I hated this. This is all such bullshit. Well, yeah, again, I, I don't think that the reunion should be filmed live. And if the reunion is going to be filmed live, they need to make it like two times as long. Mm-hmm. Because all of these little segments that have to be forced into it, right, make it so that they have to rush through all the conversations that they have with the Islanders, which is actually what you want to hear. Nobody gives a shit about this award. Nobody gives a shit about Sam and India's three favorite moments from the season. Right. What people want to hear is the stuff that's been coming out in other ways on podcasts. We know that these Islanders have shit to say about each other because they're finding other avenues to do it. Right. And the reunion just doesn't allow for it. And not only that, but I've also heard some pushback that it should be a little bit later. Like they should do it not just a week after the show ends because there's not Mm. quite enough that has changed or happened. Mm. Like we'll get into it, but Katie and Uzi were together at the reunion and broke up like two days later. Right. I feel like... Maybe the same thing happened with Casey and Rosie last year. Yeah, Casey and Rosie had, like, basically broken up by the reunion, but it was – I mean, she was, like, he basically ghosted me. (laughs) Right, but it, like, wasn't super solidified. Like, they just – they would have had more to say about it even if they had filmed it a week later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know it's it's silly. They should either I know we've talked about this Ari, but they should either film it ahead of time and then cut and edit, or yeah, it should be like even if they added an extra half an hour, if it was an hour and a half long episode, right? Like an extra thirty minutes spent talking with some of the other Islanders about some of the other drama would be a little bit more interesting. Totally, this is just like a glorified episode of After Sun, and it's like yeah, not that many people watch After Sun. Right. Everyone is watching the reunion. You can't just like force this content with every single Islander from the season into this structure that's intended yes. to be more of like an after show episode to episode. Right. Right. Anyway, they probably won't change it because this is just always how it's been done. But True. I would encourage them to do so. I think they would get a lot of engagement because like I said, there is so much drama that's been coming out if they had an actual... Like, it just seems like a missed opportunity for the show. Why are they not giving that drama a platform on ITV? They're, like, forcing the Islanders to talk about it in other places. Mm -hmm. Right. Definitely. When they should be getting the hot tea themselves. Exactly. 
Yeah, absolutely. Also, it's, where they can control it. Like, I mean, wouldn't they want that? I don't know. Right. No, exactly. It's like how, like, if there was, like, hot tea to drop, wouldn't we want to drop it on our podcast? Right. Exactly. Anyway. <laughs> if you have hot tea that we can drop on our podcast, DM us. Okay. <laughs> Love it. So we now see our first interview of the reunion. It is Maya on the sofa with Zach and Molly. And we get our usual footage of Zach going to Doncaster, meeting Molly's friends. The friends are all pro Zach and Molly. They think that Zach is super nice and fit. He meets her family. He thanks her parents for welcoming him in. And her mom specifically comments on Zach's declaration of love. Yeah. Appreciated this gameplay shout out. Me too. I feel like Doncaster was beautiful. And Zach fit in. Yeah, I agree. He didn't seem out of place. Not at all. Not at all. Back in the studio, Zach is sharing that he was nervous to meet Molly's family, but it went super well. Maya asks how they're going to make the long distance work, and Molly's like, it's not that hard, honestly. She's like, it's like an hour and a half on the train. Right. And Zach says, we're taking it day by day. And then Maya brings up Katie, of course, and asks what the experience with Katie taught Zach. Zach is like, he knew that he had to go along with it after Molly was done. But the second that Molly walked back in, he knew that she's what he wanted. And Molly says that everything happens for a reason. Yeah. And then Maya pulls up Katie and asks if Katie expected Zach and Molly to make it to the finals. She, she's so messy. I know. She's like, uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so awkward. Just say yes. Just say yes or no. Oh, gosh. Katie shares that she was super upset when Molly was dumped. And they have this, like, weird conversation about how Katie had borrowed a bikini from Molly or something. She, like, didn't get it Yeah, I was very confused about this. Do you remember this happening? I don't remember it happening, and I don't care. Same. Like, I don't think it was something that we were shown. I think it was some sort of behind the scenes. This is, again, where it's like, if you want us to care, and it's not in the show, you need to dedicate more time to explaining why this incident matters at all yeah yeah exactly they like lost right over it yeah didn't give like any specifics no very weird maya basically then just asks them all like do you want to say anything and katie's like i wish you all the best to zach and molly <laughs> right we then cut to sam who is speaking with Catherine, ellum and scott Catherine and ellum say that they have cut off their relationship and they are just friends they decided pretty early on that it wouldn't work out on the outside yeah wait can i say just one thing about this so i thought it was very interesting that the three or the two groups of three islanders that were interviewed were in this moment Catherine, ellum and scott and then a little bit later on abby ellaby and mitch yeah it is obviously because of the narrative about Catherine and scott we can get into that a little bit more but uh-huh. it's just like the most recent storyline was the Scott and Abby storyline and they didn't even touch that. Right. Like they could have had Mitch and Ella B and Scott and Abby all at the same table. Yeah, but they wanted Scott and Catherine at the same table. Yeah. Right. Because they wanted to push this will they won't they. They should have just had a big table with all six of them. <sighs> yeah. I would love that. <laughs> Honestly. I know. We totally didn't mention this, but – Katie, this entire time with the Zach and Molly uh-huh. thing, is just being like hardcore booed by the audience. Was she really? Yes. Did I miss this? Maybe. <laughs> 
because I I thought of it because now I feel like in this moment people are like ooh when they like Uh are talking about Catherine and Scott right yeah anyway sorry continue oh she's being booed wow yes damn that's rough okay well Sam says Scott had a good connection with Catherine and then asks him if anything is lingering Catherine then answers for them she says that we talk we're on good terms and then Scott says that they're in a good place. Sam asks if anything romantic is possible. Scott does like a small little smile. Everyone's like, oh, my gosh. And then Sam is like, Elam, how do you feel? And Elam's like, well, they have my blessing. (laughs) And it was just like, so then Sam asks if Catherine would have done anything differently. And she says that she felt like she let others get into her head too much. Very interesting dig at the other islanders. And Elam. Potentially. I didn't even take it that way. I took it more as like the other girls. Interesting. Being like you're way better with Ellen than you are with Scott. Yeah. I mean, that was definitely obviously what she was referring to. I was surprised that she said that. I was too, but also part of me wasn't because I feel like it's very much playing into this public narrative. Right. About Catherine and Scott. Right. And so before we move into Maya's sit down with Tyreek and Ella, to cover everything that has been going on online with Catherine and Scott, they were seen canoodling a lot after the reunion, mm-hmm. out partying. There was lots of like videos of them like being really close to each other and like hugging. Someone paid to put up a billboard of them in Times Square. What? Did you hear about this? No. Ah! Oh my god! Who yes. The fuck? Someone fucking paid to put up a like billboard, like flashing digital billboard that they have in Times Square. Up there. Of Scott and Catherine. Wait, of their names or their faces? Their faces. I'm Googling this right now. I'm dying. Okay. Okay. I was shocked. Who the fuck? People ship them very fucking hard. Who did this? I don't know. (laughs) Love Island fans were left stunned with Catherine. With Catherine and Scott's best moments from the villa were screened in New York on a huge billboard in Times Square. What? Oh, their clips were screened. Okay. The actual fuck. Yep. Who the fuck paid for this? I don't know. That is expensive. I know. Like, it's Times Square. You should have put up a Times Square ad for our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. If you're a Catherine and Scott shipper, you never would be into our podcast. That's unfortunately true. But if you are listening, please, I would love to put up an ad for free in Times Square. (laughs) Catherine recently dropped a huge hint that she's reuniting with Scott. She certainly has the backing of her TikTok following who urged the Dubliner to, quote, go get her man following their bitter breakup in the Love Island villa. It came after the pair cozied up for a sweet selfie where fans hailed them the, quote, real winners. Yikes. What the? Every day I've become more and more convinced that we're living in an alternate reality. Um, Some other Scott T is that a couple of the people, including Sam. Who's dating Zara. Yes, who's dating Zara McDermott. Right? No. Yes. Is that her last name? They have the same last name as Katie. Okay. But. Oh, yeah. Yes, Sam, who is dating Zara. uh, He has said also that Scott is rude. Hmm. and other people like i think katie might have said that scott was rude but that makes sense yeah i get that vibe yeah apparently like sam said i think his name is thompson sam said that i think so too that scott was like snapping at the producers or something in the villa like i yeah in the villa (sighs) 
I saw this on TikTok, the interview that he said this, and someone in the comments was like, well, then why would he get such a good edit? And I was like, that's a fair point. But I also don't necessarily agree that he got a good edit. I you don't and I either. have not liked him. I know. <laughs> I mean, I guess we didn't see him snapping at producers. So maybe in that way, they're protecting him by not showing his right. most horrible moments. Yeah. I truly, this is the Ron. Scott is the Ron for me. Oh, yeah. 100% Scott is the Ron. I feel like every season of this show, at about at the six week mark, you and I form a very strong opinion about a white man <laughs> that, that is everyone else contradicts disagrees with. <laughs> you and I, you and I, completely disagree with everybody else about. <laughs> what a beautiful ceremonial tradition that we have created. <laughs> I I can't wait for next season's white man. I'm so pumped. <laughs> Week six, here we come. Week six. I'm, it's it, it's like clockwork, Ari. It happened at the same, the Ron thing happened at the same time the Scott thing happened. That is so fucking funny. It's, re- it's really funny. Wow. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, as we continue to do episodes, we will continue to update people about this. I am not into it. I obviously I mean nobody is fucking confused about this we do not support it we stand Catherine we think she deserves better than Scott and Elam don't understand Gabe watching the reunion even like Scott was being like cheered by the audience and he was like what the actual fuck is happening and I was like I know we're living in an alternate reality like it's not just us no Gabe too (laughs) he's only been slightly indoctrinated by my thoughts on everything I know ugh I need to, like, spend a whole summer in the UK (laughs) just to, like, get it. Yeah. Like, next summer, I'll just, right after school ends, we'll be two weeks into the show, right after school ends, fly to the UK, and I'll just stay there until August. Okay. (laughs) That sounds like a plan. Honestly, like, I could do that, too, because I work remotely. I would just have to work, like, in the middle of the night, but it'd probably be (laughs) worth it to understand. You know how expensive like an Airbnb would be for that long? Oh, it's okay. My brother used to live. Well, we'll find someone to stay with. Okay. I know you're not listening, brother, because you're in Europe right now. But we also would use, you know, could use your opinion and insight into the British public if you ever actually want to come on the show. I know I've been teasing this for like a year, but they (laughs) live wild lives. But eventually, maybe this off season, we'll get them to come on. I would love that. <laughs> okay, so let's move into Maya's sit down with Tyreek and Ella. We see that Tyreek and Ella went go kart racing. We see them chatting. They go to meet each other's families. Toby is there. Mm. I was like, okay. See them talking to each of their mothers. There's lots of familial endorsements in this little clip. And their mothers say that they are besties. Very. That was really cute. Yeah, it was really cute. But also this entire, like, hometown, for lack of a better word, was very strange. It felt like they had, like, various family members sitting at different restaurants and a table, and they, like, went. Yeah. It was, like, a wedding. Right, right. They had, like, everyone, like, split up and, like, broken off, and, like, then they would go to, like, each little group. Right. They went to each for a short conversation. Yeah. Toby, unfortunately, said nothing of real importance. I know. So. I would have loved to have heard, ah, so proud of... My guy Tyreek watching the season. He took all my advice. Like, right. for example, A, B, and C. Things that I told him to do when I was coaching him. <laughs> like sitting out front during his declaration of love. <laughs> where, where the camera quality was going to be the, the best. <laughs> exactly. 
Exactly. Yes. <laughs> so back in the studio, Maya sits down with Ellen Tyreek. They say that they appreciate all of their fans. Then Maya asks if Tyreek is a proper changed man. He says, yes, he feels like he's flying. He keeps saying that. And I know. I feel like I'm flying. That's how he is. It's yeah. my best impression of his accent. Uh, Tyreek then says, thank you. <laughs> he hopes that he can inspire people to open up about their emotions. Mm which was interesting. I was like, okay, here was the goal. Here was the branding right there. Mm-hmm. Ella says that they are in a happy place. And Maya says, well, you guys really loved to bicker. And then we see a little clip of all their fights. But she phrases it in this way of like, you guys were like a married couple with how much you bickered. And it's like, that is toxic. <laughs> <laughs> they argued a lot. Like, I did appreciate that Maya was like, it's okay. Like, it's normal to fight because it is. But a lot of like what they said to each other was just outrageous. Right. It's normal to fight. It's healthy to fight in a healthy way. A healthy way of fighting does not include fuck you, fuck you too. <laughs> True. It's not fucking rocket science, my Jamma. <laughs> Ella chalks it up to being a villa thing. Tyreek says that they argued a lot because they were on top of each other all the time, which is a fair point. And then Maya asks about trust in each other, and they both say that they fully trust one another. Tyreek says that it's probably in the cards for them to move in together. And then Maya asks if he and Whitney will be doing any recording. And Ty says that they're trying to sort something out. And a little update with that is we have seen them in the studio. Immediately. Doing some recording. Listen. Thank you for taking our advice. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Sorry. You're good. Yeah. We said... On this very podcast, if they are the amazing players that we think that they are, they will record this the minute they get out of the villa. Yep. They've changed the beat a little bit. I don't like it. Yeah, a lot of people have not liked it. But it's not necessarily the final version that we're hearing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I, I, my guess is that that beat was like a free beat, like I was suspecting, and they probably can't use that. Potentially. Right. They would probably have to like pay royalties or something yeah i guess i don't know it's free well whatever the moment that it comes out i will download it on spotify i will buy it on itunes like Mm -hmm. fucking give it to me i am thrilled that they are making this happen i hope that it turns into more than just this one song like if what came out of this season was like tyreek and whitney musical duo i would be so here for it It, it was so fun even just in this reunion to like see them now having the knowledge and understanding of like how far-reaching the talent show performance is i mean even yeah whitney's instagram bio and we're going to talk about their instagram in just a little while but whitney's instagram bio is so what's it given <laughs> like they right. get, i just i was excited for them to come out and like realize and it's been fun to watch them it has been very fun to watch yeah. them yeah i agree i hope they release like a four song ep yeah i think they'll probably release nice. the single and then we'll take it from there yeah, I definitely start with the single since it's I agree the moment. That's all they need to do, Agreed. really. But anything more is just bonus. Yeah. So we now move on to Whitney and Lockin, and we see them meeting Whitney's friends and family. We see Whitney's sister saying that Whitney is the shy sister. <laughs> and I know. can I just say, get Whitney's sisters on season eleven, please? <laughs> right. Exactly. They give a big familial endorsement of Whitney and Locken, and then they meet Locken's friends. I actually think that they were originally sitting down with Whitney's sister and Locken's sister. Oh, okay. 
I thought it was all Whitney's friends, like sisters and friends. I had I wasn't really sure though. Yeah, one of them was like not black. Yes, was... I'm pretty sure that that woman is Lockett's sister. Got it. Okay, I wasn't just I just wasn't sure if yeah. that was like Whitney's. It was a little unclear. Yeah, yeah. Maya then sits and chats with Whitney and Lockett. I felt like Whitney was giving like very like overwhelmed vibes. Yeah. She seemed really overwhelmed. Yeah, like she could barely get anything out. But what she does eventually get out was chef's kiss. So Agreed. Winnie shares that it was great to see Lockin get along well with her friends and family. And Maya's like, have you guys seen your fan pages? And Whitney's like, well, we aren't really on our phones. We're just trying to live in the moment. <laughs> I loved that. Love that. Maya yeah. was like, that's very healthy. And Whitney's like, but my sister has shown me some things. <laughs> yeah, Lizzie. <laughs> and then Maya's like, are you guys surprised by how things turned out? And Whitney's like, yes, I'm surprised. And kind of like mumbles a little bit and then goes, Everyone loves me. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a good moment. I, I loved it. I loved it so much. I, know. I was like, you soak it in, girl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everyone loves me. I the know. way she said it was so funny. It was so cute. It was so cute. <laughs> I loved it so much. Me too. Yeah. It just made me super happy to know that, like, she came out to that, which I'm not surprised about, but, like, for that to be what has mainly blown her away of just, like, totally extreme love from everyone is a beautiful thing. Yeah. Maya, of course, is like, so when are you going to be official? And Lachlan is like, soon. And then Maya says, Medi was also a big part of your journey, Whitney, and I believe the crowd boos again. <laughs> Yikes. Maddie's like, I'm happy for you and Lockin. Whitney handles this kind of weirdly. Yeah. Maya's like, are you guys good? And she's like, it like, wasn't a thing. He's like, not my ex. It doesn't matter. We're fine. Right. And she's like, oh, so you're like not cool? And she's like, no, we're fine. Like, it wasn't a thing. Right. I was like, ah! <laughs> I know. This was not the best response on her part. I agree. Like, your meltdown when he was dumped from the villa might say otherwise. Yes. She... Should have been like, oh, yeah, Medi, like, everything's good. I hope that you find somebody, too. Thank you for being such a big part of my journey. Yes. Like, be grateful and, like, move on. I agree. Yes, she should have been like, you know, yeah, what Medi was a big part of the first half of my time in the villa. Obviously, now that I'm with Lockin, it's really clear that it would never have worked out with Medi and I. Lockin and I are so much better suited. But I right. wish you nothing but the best, and I'm grateful for the time that we shared. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I think she – yeah, she was just, like, really thrown off. I felt the same way yeah. about Jess, honestly. So we'll get into that in a second. Yeah. We come back from a commercial break and see a montage of a messy Mitch. <laughs> of course. We then cut to Sam, who is sitting, as I said before, with Mitch, Bumshella, and Abby. Sam asks if there are any regrets, and Mitch is like, I could have handled things better with – these two <laughs> right <laughs> sam is like abby are there any feelings that you still have for mitch and abby says this is bold as fuck <laughs> bold as fuck abby says sitting at a table with mitch and bombshella that she felt like her connection with Mitch was stronger than his connection with bombshella <laughs> i know like watching it back she was like i understand now like what people were seeing and i see it now too mm -hmm. 
That was wild. So fucking wild. I know. Also, I love that. I don't think that all of them have watched the show. I love that Abby has. Yeah, me too. But again, this is like if it was a month after it ended or something, they would all have more opportunity to do that. And then they could be like calling right. each other out for shit that they saw. That's so true. Better. That's a really good point. Abby then says, after being gaslit by a gas engineer, I will never go back. And I just have to wonder, how long have you been waiting to say that? (laughs) I know. She was like, I got this pocketed, ready to go. I know. She's like, I can't (laughs) wait for my moment to say this. For a moment. It was good. It was fine. (laughs) Because it's like, you also were just talking about how your connection with him was stronger. So like, what? do you actually want here you're just yeah although let me check very quickly because i do have a reminder set on my phone and i think you might soon i know me five dollars i know yeah i still have a couple weeks you never know what can happen are abby and mitch together yes we're checking on august 30th today is august 13th um we'll have to find out we will okay (laughs) Then Abby says something weird about how Jess's brother has been sliding into her DMs. And then right. Mitch says he's happy with Bumshella. So weird. We then see Jess and Sammy meeting friends and family. We see a lot of familial endorsements for this. Jess's friends finally say that they like Sammy. The first time meeting him out of the villa. So what was that entire fucking storyline even about? Again, this would have exactly. been better if there had been like a month and we could maybe have seen like multiple interactions of them like first not believing it and then being like he's really proved himself to us over the past month of hanging out with him. Just like so much more interesting content. True. I don't know that her friends would have done that. I feel like they would have just told him and her what they needed to say. But I mean, like, if they had had multiple interactions, like when they first got out of the villa, they had been like, yeah, we're kind of skeptical. Like, congrats on your win, but we're kind of skeptical. And then we could have seen, or even just then we flashed to Sammy and Jess and they're like, yeah, that was a few weeks ago. And since then we have spent a lot of time with them and they're really starting to see what our relationship is like. Right. That's true. Something like that. That's true. That would be nice. Would have been a much more interesting conclusion of this, like, kind of big storyline between Sammy and Jess. I agree. Yeah, that's true. Well, back in the studio, Maya sits down with Jess and Sammy. They say it's surreal having one. And Maya says that we saw Sammy be trouble. Sammy says he always knew it was Jess the whole time. (coughs) Bullshit. (coughs) He says, I know, bullshit. He says even before Casa, he knew that it was Jess. Then why, what were you doing? Yeah. Like, what were you, like, what were you doing in Casa? Like, I know he may or may not have had to have picked Amber, but like, what were you doing kissing all these fucking people in Casa? Right. Yeah. If you knew it was Jess. Bullshit. Yes. So anyway, Maya asks Jess if it was hard for her seeing other people couple up early on. She says yes, and that ultimately she was loyal and true to herself and then invokes when you know, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. Maya then cuts over to Mal, Amber, and Gabby, Sammy's exes, if you will. Mal says that she is grateful to have been part of their journey. Mal was very awkward during all of this, Mm -hmm. and I felt like she needed some press help. (laughs) Yeah, I think she's kind of charming. She is. Every time I see her on socials, like, her whole TikTok is just her being like, and her entire (laughs) Instagram is her wearing, like, furry like leg warmers and arm warmers and like a hat with like a bikini yes literally it's <laughs> that's chaos. the vibe 
It's pure fucking chaos. I'm kind of here for it though. Well, it's growing on me. No, exactly. That I don't I don't think she should change. I think she should lean yeah. into it. Like it is a really <laughs> yeah. specific it's and new niche. Specific. Yes. <laughs> yes. It is specific. Yes. She reminds me of Ari back in the day. This was my youth might have been a little bit of yours. Uh-oh, I'm nervous. When the girls, like, remember when, like, Roar, like, R-A-W-R. Yes. yes. She is, like, Roar. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. You are so fucking right. Yeah. She's, like, a scene girl. Yes. But, like, Gen Z. It was insane. <laughs> this is a this is a very good comparison. <laughs> good. But, yes, she's, like, Roar. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. The 2023 version. You're so fucking right. I mean, like I said, lean into it. I'm here for it. I'm curious to see what she goes on to do. Me too. <laughs> but then Maya asks about her relationship with Medi because Mal and Medi got cut from the villa at the same time. She says that she and Medi are just friends. Oh, is that why? Yeah. Just because they were dumped on the both. Uh, they were both dumped on the same night. Maya's like, are you guys together now? They were doing, you know, press stuff together. Right. Like every, yeah. Contractually. Every, contractually. They had to. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's dumb. So Maya asks Jess and Sammy what's next for them. Sammy says that they feel a lot closer. Jess says that they're having fun. Then Maya asks them what they plan to do with the money. Jess and Sammy say that they're going to spend it on themselves. Great. They are entitled to spend their money however they please. I don't want to judge them. But a better play would be like, we would like to give a portion of it to something charitable. To some <laughs> cause that we would like to throw our now amplified voices behind, such yeah. as whatever the fuck. Something. Whatever the fuck you want. Literally anything. Yeah. I was like, that's not great but okay (laughs) jess then makes a joke that if she wanted if that had she been asked to split the money or take it she would have taken it which was very funny but it made me realize this was our first year without that question i think was it i feel like they did not do it one year with laura whitmore and then they went back to doing it and now they're not doing it again did they do it with kai and sanam i think they did i don't think so i feel (sighs) like They've just kind of phased check. it out because yeah, it's stupid and nobody actually ever did take the money. Right. You would be deeply villainized if you took the money. Yeah. God, I would fucking kill to see it, though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to check really quickly. No, they did not. They did not ask Kai and Sanam if they would split the money. Yeah. So, yes, they've just been phasing that out. All right. Well, we then get our final Grafties Award. The winner is Molly and Katie for It's Giving Meow. Boo. Boo. Yeah. Maya then gives Katie an award. India gives one to Molly. And India asks Zach if he wants to get anything off of his chest. And he says he's not going to start talking about people behind their backs. And he says he says that since leaving the villa, it's easy to see who has been saying what and doing the most. He says to Katie directly, our names have been in your mouth. And then he wishes her happiness and good health. Katie and him are like arguing back and forth. And she's like, enjoy your 15 minutes of fame, Zach. Enjoy your 15 minutes. And it's cringy. Two things to say about this. Number one, 
why didn't we have this confrontation back and forth when we were literally interviewing Zach and Molly and Katie? Right. Number two, you're fucking one to talk, Katie, about 15 minutes. Who went mm-hmm. back on the show for their second right. 15 minutes? Exactly. She sounds so hypocritical yeah. saying that. Yeah. It's in- it's insane. It's insane. Bad play, Katie. Okay, so we want to chat about Katie and all of her antics on podcasts. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> so I don't know everything that she's said, but some highlights include saying that Mitch was attempting to put on a character. Yes, I think we talked about this before that he had said to her that he wanted to be a memorable character. She said that he was a super fan. Right. There was an Instagram live that Mar actually posted a screen recording of on our main grid on Instagram. Right. Where Leah and Katie were in the car going somewhere and Mitch joined their live and was basically pushing back on what Katie had said, being like, I'm not a super fan. I've never seen the show before. Mm-hmm. And she was like, and this has been kind of her main line of defense that she has said on the reunion and outside of that scenario in general. I'm just answering the questions that I've been asked. Right. <laughs> Like, she's not the one bringing it up. She's just answering questions. It's it's not a great argument, but it's her only argument. Yeah. But it's also like if you're yeah. asked, what do you think of Mitch? You could say something positive. Like, you don't have right. to. Or neutral. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to be like, oh, he's just putting on a show and he's applied for the show four times. Right. He's now like, yes. Okay. Right. True. If somebody asked me, like, Tell me about your co-host. And I was like, well, she's a raging bitch and I hate doing the podcast with her. And then we got into a fight about it and I was like, Mara, I was just answering the question they asked me. It's literally that. It's literally that. Yeah. Like, you don't have to answer in a negative way. (laughs) Exactly. I know. I know. It's wild. But I know Mitch, actually in a story I posted today on our IG, uh, he said that Katie has unfollowed him on Instagram already. Yes. So another thing that's been going on with Katie post Villa is rumors. I don't really know where they started, but I feel like Mitch has perpetuated them. Maybe some other Islanders about Katie having had a boyfriend prior to going on this season. Yes. People were saying that her boyfriend was like staying at her house, taking care of her dog. She came out and was like, no, my mom was staying at my house, taking care of my dog. I didn't have a boyfriend. I'd never do that. Yeah. What have you seen about this? Well, a lot of that relates to the Katie Uzi stuff, but I can share that what I have seen is just her denying it. I have seen Mitch perpetuating it, Mm -hmm. and I think it's kind of payback a little bit. I have no fucking idea if it's true. I don't even know if I care whether it's true, but she fully denies it, and other people are saying it's true. That's kind of really it. Yeah. She says that her mother was actually watching the dog. Yeah. Not her boyfriend. And then there have been a few articles that have come out saying, like, Katie has had a secret boyfriend for over a year. It's this guy named Liam Greer, apparently. Again, take all of this with a grain of salt because this is, like, from the UK Sun, which is, like, 
Daily Mail, National Enquirer, like, gossip rag. Right. But people have basically been coming out saying that Katie had been having drama with the producers Mm -hmm. because they got really suspicious of her, feeling like she was not interested in grafting or cracking on with any of the other islanders. Mm-hmm. And I think that's actually kind of true. Like that, it, it does true. explain a little bit the like coming back from Casa single for Zach thing. Yeah, exactly. I think it's that, or she honestly feels like she's too good for all these people. Yeah, that could be it as well. It feels like they liked having Adam Collard come back on. Yeah. And they wanted to have a similar storyline with Katie, a little bit of a famous face in the villa to bring attention to the season, but also to have all of the islanders be like really interested in going after this prize and that was what we saw in the beginning obviously as we titled that episode it's katie mcdermott everyone was like oh my god and then that faded really quickly and it didn't really go anywhere yeah and it did leave us feeling a little bit confused and that's why i tend to believe that there might be some truth somewhere right that's certainly possible i yeah I could see it. So the only other bit that Katie has been sharing, I think that's of importance, is just like kind of the continuation of the Zach and Molly stuff. So she's just been saying kind of bad things largely about Molly, that like Molly is antisocial and like doesn't really want to hang out with the girls. And whenever they would have off days, Molly just like wouldn't talk to anybody. And Molly has come out of the villa being like, that was our off day and I needed that time off. Right. To like, mentally make it through this experience which would be me same oh my god i can't imagine having to be social with that many people for like weeks at a time no and like if that's your only time and space away from cameras and having to talk constantly yeah i would need to like disconnect big time yeah that is kind of a weird criticism like the one that we didn't have to be socializing and filming she didn't socialize with us and it's like right seems pretty reasonable (laughs) i yeah like i get why it's like oh she's only putting it on for the cameras but it's like that's dumb right i I don't know i think that molly has come out of this looking way better than katie has i totally agree and she's walked away with man right also her and zach are doing some excellent parasocial plays zach has a huge personality that i feel like we did not get to see yeah he's like actually very funny (laughs) i stand by my prediction that they will last the longest and or of all the Islanders to come out of the season or couples to come out of the season have the best chance of lasting, lasting. I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll chat now about we're going to go back and just kind of wrap up the reunion and then we're going to get into the Katie and Uzi drama and then we will move on from all this shit. So yes, we now see Maya at a table with Katie, Uzi, Leah and Montel and Leah and Montel share that they decided to just be friends. Montel said that coming out of the villa, things were different and a lot was going on. (laughs) Right. DMs is what he means. Yeah. Leah says that there was an issue of trust that kind of stemmed from what happened in Casa. And then they move on to Katie and Uzi, who say that they are still seeing each other. Uzi's like, things have been mental. And Maya asks about the distance. Uzi's like, we're making it work. I'm meeting her family in two days, whatever, whatever. Right. So we know that there have been a a lot of speculations and rumors that Montel cheated on Leah when they got out of the villa. Mm -hmm. I think, like I said, DMs, I think that fully think that that is exactly what happened. Yeah. 
And Katie and Uzi have also since broken up because Uzi apparently slept with one of her friends after this reunion. Yes, at the hotel after this reunion, Uzi supposedly slept with one of Katie's friends. We didn't know this for a few days. Originally, it was just... They both put out like these Instagram stories of Uzi's was kind of defensive of Katie, like everything that happened between us is like my fault. She doesn't deserve the negativity she's getting. And then Katie put out a series of like three or four Instagram stories that were primarily addressing what we were talking about before her being like, I just answer questions that I'm asked about like the other drama that doesn't even have anything to do with her and right. Uzi more about like Mitch and Zach and Molly. Yeah. And if you guys missed this, I did add them to my stories, but they're in our Love Island UK tea highlight if you guys want to check it out. I've added a bunch of new highlights, Ari. I have noticed. <laughs> so yes, that is on our UK tea highlight. Yeah. So very strange. Yeah. Uzi had that one story, like I said. Mm-hmm. It's because of my actions that things have ended with Katie. I've apologized to her already. She's an amazing girl, blah, 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 blah. She doesn't deserve any of the negative messages she's been receiving this morning. And then Katie put out like a lot more. Blah, 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 blah. I've always had to clear up my view during interviews since leaving the villa. I have answered questions asked to me. Please remember, interviews can be edited just like a TV show to draw in viewers, blah, 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 blah. The narrative circulating that I had a boyfriend is completely false. So she put out all these stories just like addressing all of it. Right. And then the last one was sadly last night. Uzi's behavior and actions from 30th of July were brought to my attention. I saw a lot of people on Reddit being like, the fuck does she expect us to like know what they were doing on the 30th of July? Like, I was like, I guess I got to Google this shit. Like, what the fuck happened? Somebody was like, (laughs) I went back and like checked my calendar to see what was happening on the 30th of July. I know. (laughs) So it was a little bit confusing for a few days and then it basically came out that that seems to be the the accepted story at this point. Yeah. Because he hooked up with one of Katie's friends after the reunion. Exactly. Also, thank you to one of our listeners who found that information for me. Yeah. Love you for it. Do we want to chat about the Leah and Montel drama anymore? I don't think there's anything more to it. The one thing that we do need to mention. Yeah. Mara, who is Leah's friend? Mara fucking Higgins. Oh, my God. I was in shock when this was revealed. Same. This was my most shocking moment of the season. (laughs) Leah and fucking Mara are friends. And didn't she say, like, oh, like, I had a friend on the show. I think she's on season five. (laughs) Yes. Oh, yes. You mean the best Islander of all fucking time? Is that who you're talking about, Leah? Right. Like, one of the most iconic characters of this entire fucking series. Wild. Got it. I was shocked to hear this largely because I was like, damn, Leah could have done more. I completely agree. Like, come on, Mara. Totally (laughs) But she probably... Leah doesn't seem to have Mara's humor, and that's one of her best qualities. Right, and that's not something that can be taught through friendship. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So the reunion wraps up with just seeing some best bits from After Sun, and then Becky Hill is singing Disconnect, whatever that takes us out, and the season is over. Yeah. Now we're going to move into some miscellaneous topics. First being, we're going to go over the vote breakdown for the finalists. Yeah. So Molly and Zach got 14.37% of the vote for fourth place. Ella and Tyreek got 24.21%. Whitney and Lockin edged them out just by 2%. They got 26.85. 
percent of the vote with jess and sammy winning with only 34.57 percent of the vote only but also that's like close to 10 percent more than more i would have assumed that when ian lockin and jess and sammy were closer would have been more neck and neck yeah i agree but it really is ella and tyreek and whitney and lockin which makes me feel like that vote was very split i know that i have equated this voting situation to american politics before but ari the vote got split between whitney and lockin and ella and tyreek which pushed jess and sammy to the top correct this is what happens this is what happened. This is how Trump won. <laughs> so what you're saying is that Ella and Tyreek are Hillary Clinton and Whitney and yes. Lockin are Bernie, Bernie Sanders. Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And Justin and Sammy are Trump. I know that they're not Trump. I, I, hate to, I hate to actually equate them with Trump, but like in this situation, <laughs> yes, that, that's exactly what they are. I don't hate to do that. <laughs> I don't want to do just dirty like that. Nah. Well... Jess fine. gives like Tiffany Trump. She kind of not does. gonna lie to you. <laughs> I guess that yeah. I mean, I have no idea what their political ideology is. So I mean, have you seen? Oh God, this is like a whole other fucking thing that we can get into. Have you seen <laughs> what has come out? Not about Sammy, but about things that Sammy's brother has put on social media. Yeah. I believe you've showed me, like, he's posted some, like, really racist things, Very, very bad. Let me see if I can find it super quickly. A lot of things about, like, refugees. Like, Syrian refugees, Yes. Yes. Yeah. Which is very much, like, the alt-right – I don't know the word I'm looking for, but, like, the – It's part of the agenda. Yes. In the UK. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh to give an American American equivalent, it's the same thing with people from Central America and Southern America uh traveling and uh, immigrating. Right, like this is why quote illegally Brexit happened. Yes, exactly. Okay, so it's a lot of basically just okay, like we need to take care of our like veterans before asylum seekers. Right. And oh, we shouldn't allow people to wear like burkas or face coverings of any kind. Dumb. A lot. Yeah, like a ugh, thing of like Ugh. people on a boat and then somebody flipping them off. Sure, if you think that Britain should follow. Ugh, just like really not great shit. Yeah. Obviously, I'm not going to say that <clears throat> Sammy and his brother 100% have the same political views, but. Right. I mean. But you never know. These things tend to run in families. They do. I think it's like almost worse that it's his brother. Than if it was his parents. Than if it was his parents. A hundred percent. Because there's like a generational difference and like. Oh my God, Mara. uh, I don't mean this as a personal (laughs) insult when I say these things run in families. (laughs) Oh, I think between siblings. Like your (laughs) sister has similar political views to you, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Her and I are very, very liberal, and my parents are very, very conservative. So it's right. like, you know, politics is off limits pretty much in my family, except for my one aunt who was <laughs> who sends me DMs on Instagram and will be like <laughs> – she'll send me like crazy right-wing propaganda and like try to have like a you know open and honest conversation with me about it but she started sending me shit about the sound of freedom and i was like i can't respond to this (laughs) i love that but it's just in this way that's like i'd really like love to hear your opinion and it's like well my blood is boiling give me about 30 days and i'll have a dissertation ready for you this is like when my mom almost got sucked in to like anti-vax 
super like left wing hippy dippy where the uh, edges of the yeah. circle overlap we only hear what yes. they want us to hear type shit yes and she was yes. having me like pandemic and shit and i was like yeah oh fuck <laughs> my parents fully bought into that oh yeah yeah big time anyway uh, we don't need to get too much into that i <laughs> no, genuinely hope that sammy does not share his brother's political views i also hope that jess does not share those political views i don't feel confident about either of those things but here we are let's move on yeah. what do you like to talk about the instagram growth of each of our finalists yes okay so molly started off with 25.9k and has grown to 607k mm-hmm. big bump for molly mm-hmm. zach started off with 3.2k and now sits at 426k these are all numbers as of today mm-hmm. august 13th by the way Ella started off at 5.8K and is now at 748K, which is the highest yeah. amount. And actually, one of the biggest growth. Yeah, I think it is both. Seen. I think it's the biggest growth and the highest, highest out of any Islander. Yeah, which is interesting. I think this happened last time. This happened with our third place winners, Sammy and Tom. Uh, Remember, they yeah. had the highest. How bizarre. Also, how bizarre that both years, the people that we thought were going to win got third. Yeah. Maybe we need to reevaluate. <laughs> anyway. I need to start changing my finalist predictions for whoever I think is going to get first is actually going to get third. And whoever I don't want to win will win. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll recalibrate moving forward. <laughs> Recalibration. Yes. Tyreek started off with 8.7K and now sits at 592K. Whitney started off with, I think, only 400 followers Mm -hmm. and now sits at 549K. Humongous growth for her. Mm -hmm. That must have been deeply overwhelming. Oh. No wonder she was like a deer in headlights during the reunion and all she could choke out was, everybody loves me. I know, exactly. Yeah. <sighs> I think also that if Whitney and Lockin too. So Lockin started off with 1.1K and now sits at 154K, the lowest of all of them. Yeah. Makes sense later in the season, et cetera. But I think both of them know that they're trying, that they have to play that parasocial game a little bit more. So I'm interested to see how their growth develops over the next couple weeks. Yeah. Lastly, Jess started off with 25.3K and now sits at 739K. Sammy started off with 1.8K and now has 388K. Yeah. So overall, these are not great numbers for mm-hmm. Love Island UK. We have seen many people walk away with over a million. I think that season nine was lower as well. But yep. I mean, Ekansu, how many did she end up getting or how many does she have now? She has three. Yeah, mm-hmm. 3.2 exactly. 3.2. So one thing I wanted to point out is that when they first came out of the villa and for a few weeks – Everyone who was a finalist was verified on Instagram except for Whitney and Lockin. Mm. And as it sits now, Whitney is verified. Lockin still is not. I wonder if they had to pay for it. I don't think so. You and I could get verified, Ari, if I paid for it. Well, right, but we also don't have hundreds of thousands of followers. No. Yet. Yet. Yes. Keyword. Uh, (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) No, I... Yeah, I noticed that they weren't verified for a while. Yeah. I sort of wonder if maybe they waited to get like a PR 
team together. But why were the rest of them verified like before they even got out of the villa? That's a good point. I don't know. Just wanted to I don't point know. it out. Maybe they all had PR people set up for them. Probably. And then, but Whitney and Locken didn't. I could see that being true. I don't know. Like, I could see Sam and Jess, Sammy and Jess, them getting a PR team immediately after winning, like, provided by the show. Yeah, true. And then, like, Ella and Tyreek, I'm sure, already had something set up. Molly definitely did. Zach has his sister. Hmm. So, like, they've all got ins in that industry. But Whitney and Lockin were a little bit more, like, for the right reasons. What is Tyreek and Ella's in? Toby? Well, Ella, yeah, Tyreek's is Toby, of course, but Ella was like a model and she like knows all these people in Love Island itself. Yeah, and we had talked about both of them kind of running in these circles already, given that right. even Tyreek had dated right. Ella B and met Ella. Yeah, I don't know. Just something to think about. I like to think it's just disrespect. Mm. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe it is. Anyway. All right. Well, I'm going to go over the toast statistics, which were not nearly as interesting as I was hoping. (laughs) So I went through all of them. There were eight dumpings in total, one for each week, which I think obviously makes sense. But I think I often get like lost to the sauce and I can't keep track of how many dumpings there are. Mm. Sometimes there's more than one person going home or one couple. But anyway, uh, there were only two dumpings that occurred the first and the last, which I think is interesting. That the toast was made by the person who went home. So in the first dumping, George makes the toast. He goes home. In the last dumping, Ella B makes the toast. Mitch and Ella B go home. Hmm. The only other dumping that's worth noting is that the third dumping, Katie did the toast. And that was when she picked Zach and sent Molly home. Right. By proxy. So that was interesting. Also, one the sixth dumping was at the beach club. There was no toast. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. The first and last. I wonder if that is a theme. We'll have to continue paying attention. Continue checking all of this. Yeah. So Ari, take us into our preseason predictions. Okay. So we are going to go over what we said during our OG cast breakdown about Tyreek, Jess, Ella, and Molly, who are the four people that we went over in the episode who made it to the end. Yeah. So, Mara, okay. let's start with what we said about Tyreek. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, next up is Tyreek Hyde. He is giving Tom a little bit. Like, I think that he could be the, like, fuck around mm-hmm. with a bunch of different girls and not be super honest, at least in the beginning of the season. Yes. Type. Yes. Especially saying he has commitment issues. Like, maybe that's his entire storyline. He also is friends with Toby from season four. Mm. Uh huh. Toby was a great player. Yes, he was, but he was also that same kind of character, like fucked around a bit. Until he found the person that he wanted to ride it out with, Chloe, which is exactly what Tom did. Although Toby and Chloe stayed together a lot longer than uh, a lot longer than Tom and Sammy. Tom and Sammy, yeah, for sure, for sure. Oh, I just think he's gonna be a fuck boy. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. I agree. I think that. He'll be pretty charming. Mm-hmm. He is an Aries, so maybe we'll see some fire out of him. Maybe he'll get in an argument with one of the guys. Mm-hmm. Although, I don't know. No. See, if he wasn't friends with Toby, I would be like, he might not last that long. But because it's, Toby like definitely coached him. So I feel like 
he'll know exactly how to like play the game and manage his mind and yeah i agree i think definitely fuck boy vibes i think if he is too confident though he could be gone really early yeah there is a, a chance here that he could fuck it up for himself somehow yeah. very I early on. I could see, on. like, I know that this is ridiculous because there are first two Islanders, and so maybe not them specifically, but, like, I could see there being some sort of a dynamic with Tyreek, with a female Islander like Ruchi, who's a yeah. relationship girl, who's, mm-hmm. like, maybe they hit it off in the beginning and then it just turns into a, like, we're definitely looking for different things. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, we fucking nailed a couple of those those things. I kind of forgot that Tyreek was deaf in one ear. Me too. That was clearly not a part of his storyline at all. At all. Yeah. Do you remember but like everything s- else? Episode one when him and Molly were like, "Oh my god, we have the same tattoo." Wow, yeah, that was like a million years ago. A million years ago. Interesting. Wow, I was really right about him fighting. <laughs> yes i was right about commitment issues being his whole storyline but what's interesting and this is kind of out of tyreek's control is that it's not like he fucked around with a bunch of girls and then found the one that he wanted to be with right and committed to her he was with ella from day one that was his best couple and his best option to hold on to so he had to fuck around behind ella's back or like fuck around while he was with ella which yeah. ended up being much more messy than i could have even predicted right right fascinating wow and we did a good job with i Harry. agree i agree we nailed him <laughs> we agree. really we figured him out pretty pretty spot on okay amazing wow let's do let's do jess let's do jess okay Next up is Jess Harding. She Wow, she's very pretty. She was very, very personable in her promo videos. Hmm. She had a big personality. So she says that she needs a good kisser. Mm-hmm. She says she likes pretty boys. Hmm. Mitchell. Mitchell. I feel like she's going to be too much for him. Yeah. He wouldn't be able to handle her. She loves love, and she knows how to stand up for herself. She claims to be a good girlfriend. Feels like they did pretty well with the girls' cast this season. Mm-hmm. Probably because they botched last season so much. <laughs> I mean, I guess we'll find out. I guess we'll find out, yeah. I, uh, what are your I don't want this to like come back and bite me in the ass, but I could see her like going home early. Interesting. I mean, I'm not going to rule it out. I kind of think that Ella would... No, I don't know if she's anything like Zara. She could go home early. I feel like the guys are going to think she's really hot, and that's going to help her a lot. I, for some reason, just like can't get a good read on her from her Instagram. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know. See, I could f- see her being like a... Not an Olivia, but more like a Zara, even. Like somebody who comes in and like the guys do think she's really hot initially and then she eventually just like doesn't have a connection with anyone yeah else. i agree i do think that she might struggle to find like a real connection i feel like she might be one of those girls who ends up in a couple where she's not really that happy about it and it'll be her man her trying to find a way to manage it like she's gonna lie to herself for like anime with kai yeah i think she's giving anime to me mm. But I don't know. Like, she did seem to have, like, a decent personality, like, 
in the promo stuff. So right, and I they might want to keep that. her around. Right. I feel like yeah. we're just gonna have a lot of decent personalities, but maybe yeah. not. I I think so. I hope so. Ooh, <laughs> we didn't do tear. I was uh, the initial parts. I was like, oh no, she obviously won the show. She did not go home early, but. Yeah. We were right about her struggling to have a connection early on. Right. Like, I do think that if Sammy hadn't been in the villa, she would have likely been that character that we were potentially foreseeing for her of trying to kind of make a connection early on, being unlucky, and going home. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I don't think we were right about – you said something about, like, oh, I think that there – she might – be benefited from the fact that all the guys in the villa are going to think she's really hot. <laughs> right. Opposite of that happened. No, yeah. That did not happen. <laughs> wow. We talked about her potentially being in a couple that she was not happy with. We also did Mitch? talk about her, yes, being in a couple with Mitch potentially because she said that she likes pretty boys. Right. I think I said she might be too much for Mitch. I actually think what ended up happening is that Mitch was too, was much, too much for her. <laughs> Yes, definitely, definitely. Yeah, a we little, could not have like we could half not and have half on that Mitch one. Was. Yeah, we could not have known what Mitch was. No, before this. <laughs> Wait, I low key want to hear what we said Look about Mitch. Mitch. We could we could do that. Mitch's too. Yeah. Okay, but let's do Ella and Molly, and then we'll do Mitch last. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Next up is Ella. She self identifies as high maintenance and <laughs> says that she feels like the main character. <laughs> She has been in Heady One and Burna Boy music videos, and she was also an extra in World War Z when she was 12, and she got to meet Brad Pitt. Okay, initial impression, just based off of that description, is <laughs> it's giving Olivia. Olivia, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. I felt exactly the same way, but then watching her actual videos, I can tell she's like going to be like cute, quirky, funny. Yeah, I feel like she could be like what Olivia wished she yeah. was. I like agree. I looking at her Instagram, I get very good vibes from her. I could see her mm-hmm. being like a star of the season. Definitely. I think she'll do well. Yeah, I do too. But I could see her doing well not just in a like being in a relationship throughout the season, which I do see for her, but yeah. more so in just like being a main staple of the villa. Yes. I totally agree. I think she'll probably have a couple different uh, couples yeah, and relationships and may or may not end up single by the end of it, but we'll see. Yeah. But like if she ends up single by the end of it and goes home, I imagine that it's one of those things where like all the girls are sobbing. Yeah, definitely. Everyone will be really sad to see her go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not entirely inaccurate. Mm-mm. She only had one couple, but well, no, she had. She was in a couple with Uzi. And she Uzi, right? But she was a main staple of the villa. Yeah, I don't think necessarily in the way that I thought she would be. Ah, uh huh. Like she wasn't. She didn't do it for me as much as I hoped she would. Sure. This season, but I kind of think that's just because like her storyline got a little bit stale for me. I agree with Tyreek. I agree, but yeah. I think we're pretty spot on. I agree, except for the part where I said that she reminded me of Olivia. Interesting. Okay. All right. Let's do. Let's do Molly. I'm excited to hear this one. Me too. Miss Molly Marsh. I feel like she should be Southern, even though I know she's not. Wow. Her Instagram is extremely curated. Yes. So, like, almost all of these pictures of her, or, like, a lot of them, at least lately, have been her in this, like, very white, stark white space. Yes. Like, just modeling. I said that she 
Was it this girl? I, I think I said this girl was going to be like our girl next door of this year. Like our Lana. Our Lana. Yes. She like in all the promo videos, too. She was very like, hi, I'm Molly Marsh. You know, like she seemed very like good girl vibes. I think she'll probably like maybe Tyreek, maybe George. Yeah. And Molly was scouted for the show after she visited the South African villa this past season. Okay, this is an introduction. I'll let you listen to that. <laughs> yeah, it's giving, exactly. It's giving similar vibes. It's, gi- it's giving that for sure. Yeah, I feel like she'll do well. Yeah, I yeah. feel like it's giving like girls girl. Yes, I agree. She'll definitely be a girls girl. I could see her maybe getting a slight victim edit potential with whoever guy she's with might hurt her slightly somehow. Mm, maybe. Yeah. If you say that, then just for fun, I will say she's going to be in like a serious season long couple. I could see that, too. I agree. I already can't wait to listen back to this episode, like at the end of the season. Hi, future Ari. Are you an idiot? <laughs> we'll find out. I know. I can't wait. Oh my god, that's so funny. Oh my god. <laughs> Hi, future Ari. <laughs> okay. Wow. We were somehow both right. Yeah, that was bizarre. That- she didn't exactly get a victim in it, but she kind of did with Mitch. No, she. I feel like she did with Zach. Was Zach too? I guess so. I feel like she got a victim at it when she was dumped and then came back in and had to have That's, watched him. That's a great point. Crack on with Katie and who else, whoever else. Whitney, throwback. But That's a great point. Somehow we were both right that wow. she was in a serious season-long couple and also got a victim at it. Yep. Wow. Amazing. We also talked. Let us go. I know. We also talked about her obviously being a producer favorite, which I feel like was a pretty easy prediction to make based on the fact that they were having her do literal promotions for the previous season. Yeah. Like ITV sponsored promotions of the villa. Exactly. But I feel like that very much played out as well of her. I mean, they've never treated somebody the way that they treated Molly with bringing her back in after she. Well, they have done that, actually, now that I think about it. Oh, true. But not in this way. Yeah, I agree. Not in this way, for sure. Wow. Wow. Okay, should we try to find what we said about Mitch? Yeah, let's do that one. Next up is Mitchell Taylor. He's an engineer and a gas engineer. I think that's actually quite a complicated field of work. So he might be smart. He, I mean, he's pretty cute. He's got nice eyes. I think that he'll be pretty popular amongst the ladies. I think that he will probably couple up with someone early on and stick it out. I could see it. I could even see like a heartbreak for him. Yeah. I, he kind of, I'm getting like Andrew of like Tasha and Andrew. Mm. It's probably the hair, but I feel like it'll be similar. I think he's definitely here for Instagram and just doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, let me read the rest of his things. <laughs> so he says he's done playing the field. He also says his teeth are real. <laughs> are they all bringing this up because they listen to She's Got the Chat? <laughs> I, kind of, I kind of secretly hope that that is the case. Like, well, Mara and Ari really going to want to know if our teeth are real. So I, I can't make believe sure I that, that, like, multiple of them are saying this in their intros. <laughs> I know. <this> year. <laughs> Thrives on being a gentleman. Ew. Mm. <laughs> and it says he's picky. Ew. Okay. Those are bad signs. <laughs> yeah. But that's so that he says he's done playing the field. That's why I think that he'll be 
more likely to like couple up early on. I like the heartbreak him for him. I think that's highly possible. Mm-hmm. He like stays a loyal through Casa. They mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. exactly. Yep. Yeah, but then I could see like the Tanya in that situation staying with yeah their person, and he's dumped or something. Oh, that would be fun. We did recently talk about how difficult that is. We did. Huh. Okay, so not mostly wrong. <laughs> I do think, though, mm-hmm. you said he, because he had said coming into the villa, he's done playing the field. You were right. like, he's going to couple up and like be with the couple the whole season. Right. That he absolutely tried. was his game plan. That was 100% he his game He wanted to so do that with like, Molly. It was just out of his control right. because she got the egg <laughs> immediately. Exactly. exactly. Yes. That, and like he would have done that had Molly not done what she did. You're right. And then I, he just pivoted and he was like, okay, plan B, messy Jess. Mitch. Right. Plan B, messy Mitch. That's true. Plan B, Jess, sure. But like Jess, right. Abby, Ella B, all of that was underneath the plan B umbrella of, that's okay, so true. we go in the opposite direction. Right. Wow. Very interesting takes. Very interesting takes. I do like I do like that I clocked his game plan immediately. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that it didn't pan out the way I thought it would. Thank God. I loved Messy Mitch. I love the moment where he told Molly, I don't ever want you to speak to me again. <laughs> <laughs> in bed. That shit was in bed. That shit was so funny. And then wasn't it the next day that he was like, I'm just so happy we can be friends? <laughs> yes. He's a psychopath <laughs> and then when molly was dumped from the villa he said it was the most shocking thing he's ever experienced in his life yes wow oh wow i Amazing. am generally pretty impressed with this me too <laughs> me too i had a good feeling about our predictions when we made them we had some swings we had some misses but i think generally we got the vibe i completely agree congratulations yeah. to us good job us good job <laughs> us i also think just to go over some of the original islanders i'm pretty sure we both said ruchi and andre were maybe likely to go home early i know we said andre was yeah i remember saying andre was as well i feel like i thought that ruchi would make it yeah i, I kind of was hoping she would make it a little longer because like she was like one of the only asian people that's ever been cast on the show <laughs> right but here we are also I would just like to make a quick moment of space and not to end this podcast on such a down note, but I believe that during the airing of the show after Ruchi was dumped, her dad died. Yes. Yes. And I just want really sad. to like send some love to her. And yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm really glad that she was dumped when she was so that she could be out and be with her family for that. Yeah, that's true. Oh my God. Imagine if she was in the villa when that happened. I know. I know. I know. Oh. So I, I just yeah wanted to give that some airtime and give her yeah. some love, of course. Quick pivot, George. Yeah. To George. George. <laughs> Another yeah. 100% accurate prediction accurate. from She's Got the Chat. We were like, I hope he goes home immediately. I was like, I don't want us <laughs> to have to talk about this all season. May he be dumped immediately. First person dumped. Thank God. Good job, UK. Love that we didn't you have nailed to it. deal with that. Do you want to quickly talk about what he said about the allegations against him? Yeah, I mean, basically, he put out a three-series TikTok, I think. It was three. Basically just saying that none of it was true. And he didn't understand why his ex made those TikToks in the first place. She, quote, had nothing to complain about. Uh... 
I mean, I'm kind of surprised. Like, I'm not surprised at all that he denied the allegations. He took the my ex is crazy route, which I always hate. But I'm like, I don't know. Sometimes they are. Yeah, but, but like, no. I don't know. Based on everything. he When he first addressed it he just responded to like an ama question buckets on instagram and was like mad how bitter some people are left crying emoji like that is not how i would respond if somebody said that i was abusing them i would be like i am so deeply sorry for anything that i did to harm this person like that's not my memory or recollection but like the harm done is the most important thing and i just like want to make space for their voices so fuck him honestly Let's yeah. talk about something else to wrap up this episode because I don't want him to be the first and last thing we talk about this season. I'm going to say one thing and then we'll move on. Perfect. Just generally speaking, abusers don't often know that they're abusing. <laughs> like right. they're not always really conscious of that. And when people come to them with accusations, they're quite often defensive. So it makes sense that he thinks that something completely different happened than probably happened. Right. Like – that doesn't serve his self-esteem at all to take an inward look and think, have I done something wrong here? Yes. You know, it's hard for our brains as humans to comprehend all of that. Right. So a distinction that's important to make is between like actions, which are obviously for the most part intentional and conscious. Yeah. And yeah. the underlying thought processes and beliefs and values that influence those actions that are largely unconscious yes and that is where people who are abusive don't often know that they're being abusive is in those yeah. programmed value systems that are exactly. just very yeah unconscious yeah exactly yeah ingrained. unconscious for sure anyway <laughs> i found one last thing to say if you want to okay. not end on that note <laughs> sure it's yeah. another really positive uplifting note so excellent Leah, uh-huh. this is just a comment that that she posted on a I don't know on a TikTok I think. Okay, she commented, "Yes, I forgave once in the villa and was ready to move on from it, but I don't forgive twice." So that is where the right. Montel cheated on Leah storyline came from or was solidified from. Got it. Perfect. Oh my god, I have something way better to end it on. Okay, all right, and I'm sending it to you right now. Anyway. That's what we should be ending the season on is the beautiful love story that is Whitney and Lockin. May they last forever. I love this picture. Gorgeous, right? So hot. (laughs) I know. (laughs) It's like a, just for our listeners, we'll post it, but it is a kissing picture and it's one of those very sweet kisses where like Whitney is going in for it and Lockin is just like smiling Smiling. so It's so cute. Oh my god. Happy. Caption is outside wit minds. Adorable. Ugh. Wordplay. Wit. Tell him what it's given. (laughs) Should that actually maybe be how we end the season? (laughs) With that bitch. (laughs) Yeah. Play us out. Thank you so much, everyone, for sticking with us this whole season. Yes, we had a great time with you guys, and we will see you guys in September for our Love Island USA recap. Yeah, and maybe, maybe you know, other else. times. Keep an eye on that Instagram, as always. Yes. We cannot wait to chat with you all soon. See you then. Thank you so much for listening. Please follow us.
Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Can't wait to chat next week. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.